Hello everyone, welcome back to our Severe Case of Indecision and our Completely Biased Opinions with Ian and Tyler. You are listening to Sound Audits. How are we doing today, Tyler? Better now. Yeah. I think we can both say that. It's been quite a while since we've been behind the mics here. Uh, this is the first time in like, I don't know, a month. We have a meeting to get to these new releases sooner, but it just didn't work out. We were both busy. It's fine though. We're back. We're here. It's all good. We're good. Alright, so, what are we reviewing today, Tyler? Might as well just cut to the chase. Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple. The most critically acclaimed album of the year, and one of the most highly anticipated albums, being that Fiona Apple doesn't release a lot of albums. She's got a sizable discography at this point, but she puts out projects, like, every five years. (laughs) She takes forever to make her music, so... When she drops something, it's a big event, and this is her biggest to date. Yeah. And I will certainly take qual- quality over quantity when it comes to this stuff, so I don't mind artists taking their time with releases. I guess we can give a little bit of background on Mrs. Apple, or otherwise known as Fiona Apple McPhee Magart. I, I need a study language or something just so when i read these names i don't feel like a fucking doofus anyway you, you get what i'm saying um she was born september 13th of 1977 um she was classically classically trained as a child on piano which is an interesting tidbit that i did not previously know but it makes a lot of sense especially considering her piano or her music is very piano rock oriented and a lot of a lot of her playing is actually very very unique as well um she definitely has a good ear for uh a piano part in a song and she was born in new york city but she was i guess shuffled between new york city and los angeles as a child and her debut album title was released in 1996 which was i she was just 19 years old at that point which is kind of mind-boggling to me i think since then she's released about six albums maybe not yeah th- okay this new one no never mind this is her fifth album Fetch the Bull Colors is her fifth album. And it was released April 17th. It has been far too long since this album was released, but we needed to talk about it. We both agreed that we needed to talk about it. And I just I guess just before we dive into it, get balls deep into it, this album is far different than any of her other releases. I think being that this was created, I it says, the, the Apple Music description says it was created over eight years, over the span of eight years, which is an impressive uh, amount of time to work on a single project. That is that is a long time to have something in the making. I mean, it's not, it's not tool long, but it's long. I don't know, I guess getting into this, and especially the whole quarantine thing, that, that did numbers on her mental state, so, um, but I don't know if that had much to do with the output here. So going into this, I didn't know what to expect, especially considering that I'm not extremely familiar with Fiona Apple's other stuff. I've heard things here and there, but honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I saw the Pitchfork 10 and I was like, holy shit, this had better be fucking good. Like for, cause Pitchfork, we've, we've, we've always bashed Pitchfork, Tyler and I, for giving out eight, like their candy to artists, but they really skimp out on the tens. I think the last 10 that they gave was in 2000, was it, was it 2010 when my, Be- or was it 2011, 2012 when My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was released? It was somewhere in the early two, 2010s. I don't know why the exact year is escaping me right now, but they gave a 10 to that Kanye West album. Uh, and I think that was the last one. 
since then, none to be seen. Uh, it's been quite a while since a musical event like this has happened for Pitchfork. And they were basically, they, 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 they were touching themselves to this album. So I was, ex I was expecting great things coming out of this. And I think Rolling Stone also gave it a 5 out of 5. Don't quote me on that, though. Because Rolling Stone is uh, a questionable place to get your music insight. Anyway, are we ready to talk about the music or do you have any other... <laughs> Alright, well, we don't have anything else, so we might as well just talk about it. So let's do that, shall we? Alright, fetch the bowl cutters. 13 songs, 51 minutes. I guess needless to say, because all Fiona Apples are usually have an element of oddity to them. They are very strange a lot of times, and her characteristic, her presence as just just kind of the, the figure that she is in her music. She's always been a little left of center. She's always been... I, I guess I can use the word strange again, because she's that that's just the persona that she's built around herself. She's a very strange character in music, despite having... I think she's been nominated for Grammys eight different times, and I think she's won one, which is outrageous. Good for her, though. Um, she's just... She's one of the most critically acclaimed female artists to have come out within the past, like, 25 years or something like that. So, as we have stated before, this is a big musical event whenever she drops an album. It's a, it's a big... It makes, it makes waves, regardless of whether the album is uh, what people say would be good or not. And I, I knew this was going to be weird. I knew this was... I, I knew this album was going to be an experience. It probably wasn't going to be easy, but... Holy shit, is this one of the oddest musical journeys I've been subject to in my life. This is like, and it's not odd really in like, it's super, I guess what you would call musically or electronically experimental. I don't know, but this album is experimental in other ways as well because it is highly abrasive as well it is, as it is unapologetically untrimmed. It, it, there, there are so many noises that were caught during her recording session that she just didn't cut out. Um, and obviously that was aesthetic in choice because it shows up a lot on this album. I guess, I, I guess what I'm getting at here is that over these 51 minutes, I did not expect this ex experience to be so raw and unfiltered and v very blunt in a sense, I suppose. This was just, this was, this was a different experience. This was a different experience for me. Also, the entire project was recorded on GarageBand. I did not know that. there is not a lot of, I don't know if I want to say not a lot of complexity going on, because there are in moments, but, like, listening to it, you can definitely see, like, it's entirely possible. And she's been outright honest about just not being interested in spending her time learning a new software. So she's not going to do that. And it drives the producers that she works with, who are all friends of hers. It just drives them crazy. And mm -hmm. uh, that's the fun tidbit. When listening to this album, you're thinking, huh, this could be done on an iPhone. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense, especially considering uh, the fidelity or the sound quality of everything. Um, Everything mixing-wise, instrumental-wise, the way it was recorded, where it was recorded, all of the placement of everything, 
is just it's weird and i guess it's kind of interesting as as well just how far she took it because it almost makes it like a concept which is really odd as well it's a weird concept but it, it almost seems as though it is an overarching theme just how unapologetic everything is it definitely carries its own vibe which is good i suppose i can't say much more without actually talking about what she did here i suppose the piano does show up like it has on her other albums but it is definitely not as prominent as it usually is usually the driving force behind these songs are percussion and her voice that is those are the two main elements of this album and sometimes on some tracks i think uh newspaper being one of them that is the only thing that you get sometimes you'll get some vocal layering and that'll work as instruments but a lot of times it is the percussion or the rhythm section i guess which which is the the bass uh and your drums and then it's just her and that is surprisingly kind of reined in from her decidedly i guess lavish other work everything is very textured and layered with a lot of her other stuff um so her scaling it back to this degree especially at the drop of a hat well i guess it hasn't been at the drop of a hat but just the quick 180 from her last uh efforts her previous efforts is kind of impressive it's it's a completely different area of thought basically she's just inhabiting a different space and that is impressive and that basically kicks off from the very first track up until the very ending moments and again it is it is impressive but even in the piano parts that she works in on tracks like i want you to love me or shamika they come off as surprisingly abrasive untouched like the mistakes were left in on purpose this is not the first album to do this kind of thing you can look at like phil elvram's work i guess with um the microphones or mount erie that would be one of them or maybe if you wanted to look at um a little bit of in an airplane over the sea or on avery island those albums as well uh by neutral milk hotel so this is like this is not the, the very first album to do this kind of thing but it's the first to do it as a statement i suppose i think the overlying theme especially in some of the lyrics that she chose which apparently they've come from like diaries from when she was 15 or 17 like some of the lyrics she pulled out of stuff that she's just hauled along with her with her life throughout her life um and she kind of pulled it out and she was like ah i'm just gonna use this as a lyric even the track shamika the whole song is about a kid who was her bully in middle school and when she fought back the kid told her that she had potential because she was not going to continue taking shit and that moment stuck with her and is now a track five albums deep in her discography like it's a thought that has been held on to for that long and there are a lot of moments like that and one of the things that are really it's unlike anyone else that i can think of is that because uh, most of these songs are about relationships the vast majority of these songs are about past relationships and failed relationships and it seems like she's had a lot of them but the thing that is so weird and different when listening to fiona apple is that each of her songs kind of move and take their own form in a way that others don't because they're not, the relationship songs aren't about a specific person. They're usually about multiple people. And this album took place over eight years. And she has said that through all of these songs, like pretty much a verse per guy. 
like <laughs> each song it'll have four verses and each one is not about it the same person i mean it's going along with the same themes and all the heartbreak and all of the disastrous decisions that were made and that's clearly evident but they're all about different people and dear god i don't know what's happening in her life that has caused this to be a repeating event but there are i don't know that's just i listening to all of these things and it's just like all the names mentioned and all the different people yeah it's very very odd and different compared to like a taylor swift breakup record where you got a directed focus point on each song and not fuck on this Fiona's. guy fuck this guy yeah, yeah. fiona's it's like six dudes to a song so <laughs> anyway carry on I guess carrying along with that thought a lot of her lyrical focus on this album is very poignant as well as that is the focus a lot of the times especially on a track like newspaper or if we're getting into like some of my some of my personal favorite uh, material on the records uh, tracks like under the table with the predominant lyric being uh, kick me under the table all you want I won't shut up again extremely unapologetic which I'm here for relay track number five um, where she says evil is a relay sport um, when the one who's burned turns to patch the torch. I find that to be scarily accurate in today's society as well as for her. The the lyric on that track being you raped me in the same bed that your daughter was born in, which that is, that is a striking lyric. That that lyric is a showstopper. That the, the everything comes to a halt there, and you're like, "What did she just say? Excuse me." As well as drum set, the, the track number twelve, kind of uh, relating things back, uh, relating things and relationships in her life, and I guess her own perspective to uh, the mat that she kept her drum set on. Which uh, the use of what is that? What is that? Uh, our fuck liter- literary device whatever it's it's not that important you get what i mean i f- i find her use of whatever the fuck device that is i i find it very intriguing and pretty well execu- executed across the track and i do find some of the instrumentals and her aesthetic palettes to be very fitting especially with the lyrical content whether that be on the very first track uh i want you to love me which has this insane fucking breakdown at the end where she's kind of like giggling into the microphone almost um and everything's kind of melting around her it's really odd as well as the surprisingly the the the, the chorus has a has one of the oddest chord progressions i've heard in a long time as well as under the table again two of the more piano oriented tracks newspaper which is a, which is a if you're gonna call something on this album a banger i would call newspaper a banger some of these tracks instrumentally are impressive and i will give her that especially in some of the vocal layering just the, the i think her strong suit is when it comes to layering so uh, this album might also be in exercise in minimalism for her as well it might be more of a personal thing and um i i it's just a very interesting turn of events for fiona apple's professional life and i guess i i guess i can tack the word interesting onto this album because if nothing else this album is very interesting i thought newspaper was probably my favorite track i also loved cosmonauts and the percussion on i think is 
my favorite part of the album as a whole. The percussion throughout the whole album is good. And also some of the abstract ways of thinking, like the actual album being titled Fetch the Bolt Cutters and the track three, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, even though that's not really my favorite track on it, I love the message and point of it. And the point being basically whatever situation or predicament or mindset or frame of thinking you are in, if it's not suitable, fetch the bolt cutters and fucking cut yourself out of that situation. Because there's always a way out. Always make, a way out. Make your own way out. And that is the point of a lot of these situations, especially with the relationships and, you know, the possibility of divorce and toxic relationships. And relationships is really the big thing of this whole project. I think that this this is not new for Fiona. This is This has been her strong suit but i think that a lot of these tracks are more fleshed out than they have been in prior projects Hmm. um i'm very happy that a lot of these songs got a full range of thought versus a piano vocal ballad which it could have been on one of her prior projects being primarily piano and vocal on that mindset i've been happy with this i found this more intriguing and more memorable than her past albums and i had listened to all of her albums before going to this before it was even announced like fiona apple has been a name in my house that everyone knows and she's the weird chick who used to record albums in a church like (laughs) she's been around in my life so i know i know what's up and this is probably the most intriguing to me this far i understand the critics who think that this is incredible and i understand the ones who are more skeptic like anthony fantano who gave this a flat seven i understand both sides of the coin and it probably comes to the way you interpret it and the way that you appreciate the rawness and honesty and way that she goes about the process of recording because it's by no means traditional and it's very interesting especially considering that even in one of these tracks you can hear her dogs barking in the background you can also i think at one point hear her kids playing it it almost gives off the same vibe of i know we reviewed that the the charlie xcx record when she added that the the therapy session in on enemy i think it was it comes across almost like that at least the rawness of everything and just how open and how honest she is on this record about everything. Uh, And that is something that I appreciate. That is something that I appreciate. Newsflash, this album wasn't a 10, though. (laughs) At least not in our collective opinion. And I guess we can get into that now, shall we? I agree with that statement. There are problems with this album, and some of them are just very straightforward, and then a lot of these songs can be taken at face value. Not much further, uh, you don't have to go much further than just looking at the track list. You look at the track list, you see the title of the song, you can kind of get a glimpse, and then 30 seconds in, you know what's up. There isn't a whole lot to search for in these songs, it's right there all along. And that doesn't mean that they're not deep or they're not thoughtful, but just 
as soon as you get into it you kind of know what to expect going like going from track the first track i want you to love me immediately sets the stage for what this album is going to be and even though it's kind of weird the way the album is stacked you got like little clusters of songs that kind of go in theme together and honestly i thought the second half of the project was stronger than the first half but i don't know that that is a popular opinion either shamika is kind of i don't want to say boring but it's just it's it's, the way the song is structured is very odd like there's not much of a flow to the song in the multiple different parts that it goes through especially when the the chord progression switch hits it was an interesting risk but after a while the appeal kind of wears off like the initial shock of it wears off and you're like all right well we're here now track four under the table is the first track that i hit a dead end i thought that it was bland boring i the chorus didn't sit well with me underwhelming at best and wasn't really interesting i don't know how to talk about track 11 for her without sounding like a complete dick but being that this song was written after the brett kavanaugh hearing and the whole debacle that transpired really that she was mad and (laughs) and full of emotion and and this song was written and i don't know how to talk about this without sounding like an asshole but being that the song is from a perspective of hating men and past men and the people that have been in her life and she deserves fully to dislike wholeheartedly as a guy listening to it i just felt bad about myself and for that reason it's not a song that i can return to out of good conscience and just be okay with in that it just made me sad about myself and people who also have penises um a lot of the songs the percussion is the highlight of but when the percussion doesn't fully hit the way as it does on the track before that almost drags it back because you get to a point of looking forward to what the next thing is going to be and like on cosmonauts i didn't think that it was particularly as exciting as on newspaper and that also drags it back because it's not necessarily consistent with the instrumentation what if you're gonna get the next track as good as it was before i think that this album is not really consistent i think that my biggest gripe is that god i don't know how to talk about this without sounding like a dick too after a while especially after repeated lessons when it comes to the rawness of this album it comes across as a little bit gimmicky and that might be because as you said everything is very on the surface on the nose and i personally don't really have a problem with that necessarily about this record i like how direct it is um i like how unapologetic and how uh fuck you she is about some of these situations uh especially when talking about past relationships um i and again i agree with your statement that she deserves to feel the anger that she does in uh, a lot of these situations and i i do like the aesthetic choices on some of these songs where it feels to me as though it is a gimmick is in the songwriting because i feel like using the whole this album was made in garage band this album was recorded in places where there were other people talking this wasn't a professionally recorded like this isn't high fidelity or anything like this is pretty lo-fi in terms of musicality and the way that it was recorded but when we're talking about the songs some of these songs um especially after listening to some of the stuff off of title especially like the two 
biggest tracks, Shadowboxer and Criminal. Some of her past songwriting has been really, really good, and it's been one of the biggest selling points for her. Her abilities as a songwriter, and kind of scaling back the layers of instrumentation that she was working with on her past stuff, kind of highlights her weaknesses as a songwriter. And I think there were a couple of people that I saw that were really couldn't get into her voice on this album. I don't really mind her voice on this album. I, I as raw and as un, uncut as it is, I don't mind it. It is the it is the fact that a lot of these songs feel like they could have just been better written. Whether that be Shamika, which is really kind of disjointed uh, in my view, as well as for her, equally as disjointed, or even the the tracks that are like kind of forgettable, or they kind of get inane, like on track eight, Ladies, which, again, appreciate the sentiment of the song, but after you've said the word ladies about 80 times in like th three different tones of voice, I it just gets old to me. It, it gets old. I'm sorry. I do like the risks that she took on this album. I really do. But it just feels like it feels like an excuse almost. I'm probably alone in saying this, but I wasn't particularly fond of the ex the aesthetic of this album. The recording and production and everything, the the rawness of it. I just wasn't really sold on it, and to me, it came across as just being lazy, not doing it for the... It, I felt like the choice of making everything raw was not done for the right reasons, and after eight years, thank God I wasn't like waiting and anticipating a new Fiona Apple, but if it was eight years and just to get something that almost comes across as like a low grade for me... I I just was not feeling it on this album. So I think that's pretty much most of my gripes. Yeah. I I'm I will say that a lot of times I, I've been saying that the, the aesthetic uh is fine. And a lot of times that's what it is. It's fine. It's not like blowing me away. It's not blowing me out of the water. It's fine. It's there. Uh, I kind of understand why she did it, especially if it's for the reasons that I'm thinking. I I understand. But I feel like in the long run, again, kind of feels like a gimmick. And that's kind of disappointing, I guess, especially after repeated listens. Yeah, there were some disappointing things about it, but there were some good things about it, too. So I guess we're ready to close out. All right, let's do that. This project has been in the making for eight years, and is hailed as a masterpiece by many people. It is considered that. New York Times, Rolling Stone, Metacritic, um, Pitchfork, 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 all have given. I mean, Metacritic is a 9.8. New York Times was, I don't know what their grading scale is, but it was like somewhere in the nines. And then, of course, Pitchfork gave it the perfect 10. That was a very interesting article to read. I was not upset about the writing of it all and their justifications for certain things. I thought it was a very well done piece of piece of reading material. No problems there. I'm fine. I'm becoming to hate P 
pitchfork less and using it more as entertainment, less of fact, which of course never take it as fact, but it's just, I don't know. You don't have to agree and that there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I love the experimental mentality that she showed a lot of times on this album. I loved a lot of the vocal layering. I think her and it was actually her sister on many tracks doing a lot of the vocals and fantastic the piano where it showed up was really nice and a lot of the percussion was super interesting especially um, like the kitchen sink percussion yes and the newspaper and sometimes it sounded like like a staple gun and just there was a lot of really cool stuff on this that forks I had. being beaten on tables ruffling yeah. of pages in a book uh things like that quirky little things like that after eight years though this feels incomplete to me and it is very blatant and easy to see which songs got more attention which ones she cared about more and what more effort was put into there are certain songs that are just immediately within 15 seconds you've got the rest of the song and that's not an uncommon thing to happen but i i after so much time in the studio and so much potential and the ch- the songwriting chops that she does have and she's shown before and she shows on some of these songs um, is just not spread evenly throughout. It's very concentrated in certain areas. And I don't know, just this, a lot of this is incomplete and I could have done with a maybe a, a cleaner outlook on the album, cleaning certain things up and leaving the little... The little kinks and imperfections, imperfections, blemishes, leaving some of those in place would be fine. But the amount that show up in the way they were presented, yeah, I guess. just don't float correctly for me in some areas. So not a masterpiece, not a perfect 10 for me, but what would it be for me? It's like a 7.5, probably like a 7.2 or 3 over here as much as i enjoyed parts of it like there there were some underlying flaws with a lot of the tracks here so i feel like that's fair you know hopefully we don't eat shit like fantano did because fantano ate shit i i think that i'm pretty much in agreement with him on a lot and pretty much all his points he was very legitimate in his commentary on this yeah pretty sound in his argument i would say i'll give it to anthony fantani for that one he did he did well well done well done anthony when you hear this well done good job (laughs) all right on the head thank you for listening we have new episodes friday 9 a.m we also have some episodes going up sunday 9 a.m depends on what sunday you check out sometimes they're a little a little lacking but we have classic reviews and interviews and all sorts of things going up there if you would like to check out our instagram it's at sound audits uh if you check out our twitter it's also sound audits but we don't use twitter um bunch of important people got hacked yesterday and Oh, yeah, we don't want that. that. We don't want that to happen to us, so we try not to do a whole lot over there. If you see a Bitcoin link, don't click on it. Never. Also, we have a new website, soundaudits at gmail.com. So, soundaudits.com, sorry. Um, Gmail is our is our email, though, if you want yeah, if you ever email us music or you've out. got suggestions or anything like that. Hit us and send us over an email. Just uh, That's like the best way to reach us. We we'll check listen that. to your music and stuff new episodes check them out and 
we have a donation link on our anchor page. For the price of two gumballs, you can support two broke college kids, only 99 cents. That's all we ask. It covers ramen and chocolate chip cookies and such. We appreciate all of those cookies that you donate. Thank you for listening, Ian. New episodes, again, coming out Friday 9 a.m. Eastern Standard and Sunday 9 a.m. You can catch those sometimes. Hopefully those will be coming out more consistent. uh, Now that I don't want to say everything's dying dying down. Because it seems like... Just stay safe. Please stay safe. Wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, be smart. Don't, Don't do dumb shit, okay? We will see you in the next one. Until then, take care. Peace out.